Your finances show here on the CWR Talk Network, and I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and I want to give big thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Well, tonight is what I call a business segment. Uh, The business segment is on retirement planning, so I ask that you stay tuned in uh, for that segment. Now, if you have not visited the CWR Talk Network website, I would encourage you to do so and sign up for our monthly magazine. In it, you will find some great information of what's going on in and around the world that we live in, but it's also a great summary of all the shows that we have here on the CWR Talk Network. So take advantage of signing up. Now we're going to take a quick break and go right into our segment. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. Well, thank you so much for joining in uh, uh, tonight. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, this is a I call it a business segment, and tonight we have as my guest uh, Kevin Donahue of Pinnacle Wealth Management, uh, LLC, and we will be talking about business retirement plans. Uh, This should be a great segment uh, for all of my business owners and entrepreneurs that listen in, uh, uh, that are listening in tonight. Now, Kevin Donahue is a graduate from Florida State University. Uh, He graduated from there in 2001 after serving four years in the United States Navy and want to say Thank you so much for your service. And uh, he you. studied. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, he studied computer science uh, with a minor in mathematics during his time there at Florida State. And after uh, seeing firsthand the impact of retirement saving and planning with his own parents, uh, Kevin entered the financial services business to pursue his passion of helping clients pursue their financial goals and visions. Uh, during his career, Kevin has passed and currently holds the Series 6, 7, and 63 registrations through LPL Financial and holds the Series 65 registration through Pinnacle Wealth Management, along with obtaining the Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor designation 
from the College for Financial Planning. Now, this designation encompasses pre- and post-retirement needs, wealth management, estate planning, and the entire retirement planning process. Uh, He currently resides in Landa Lakes, Florida. So I want to give a big, huge welcome to Kevin for joining in on the show tonight. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great, Lionel. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. My pleasure. I look forward to this segment. Uh, this is kind of the, the first of, of hopefully many business segments that I will be doing here on my show and hopefully won't be the last time uh, that I have you here on the show as well. So thank you so much for uh, joining in tonight. Absolutely. It's a great service that you do for your listeners, so I know that they enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, now, we're going to be talking about business retirement plans tonight, and so uh, we're going to start off with talking about businesses that currently don't have retirement plans in place. So kind of to start off with, I'm going to give you a question or two there, Kevin, if you don't mind. Uh, what sure. are the advantages What are the advantages to uh, a business or to businesses for having a company retirement plan? That's a good question. We get asked that all the time. And before I answer that, I just want to make sure that I uh, kind of knock out a little bit of legalese that's required from our compliance department, if you don't mind, um, yeah. just to make sure that we're, we're set on our end. Um, so any information, um, or this information was developed as a just a general guide uh, to educate plan sponsors. It's not intended as any authoritative guidance or tax or legal advice. Um, Each plan has unique requirements and should consult your attorney um, or tax advisor for guidance on your specific situation. Uh, In no ways does um, uh, myself assure that by using the information provided, uh, you know, a plan sponsor will be in compliance with what's called ERISA regulations. Uh, Any securities are offered through LPL Financial, which is a member of FINRA and SIPC. Uh, And then lastly, uh, any investment advice offered through Pinnacle Wealth Management uh, is a registered investment advisor and a separate entity for from LPL Financial. So now that we got the legalese out of the out of the way, let's uh, let's dig Perfect. in and see how we can help uh, some of your listeners there. Yes, um, fantastic. Know, there's plenty of uh, advantages for employers uh, with company retirement plans. The most part, you know, business owners view their their company as their retirement. Um, so a lot of them don't have a significant retirement savings because most of the money is actually in the business. Um, so that being said, you know the liquidity of selling your business at retirement, you know, can uh, can be a little frustrating, can be time-consuming. Um, and then the advantage of obviously just saving on your own for retirement starts that habit, uh, which allows for you, you know, to continually have access to funds without having to liquidate the business or go after uh, assets in the business. Another thing, you know, a lot of employers don't realize, but you actually get a tax deduction for any employer contributions that go into the plan as well. Um, So if you make a contribution from the employer side, you can always reduce your income uh, by doing that as well. And then, you know, we always like to say if you're hiring employees, you know, it's nice to offer that benefit. Um, if I'm looking at you know a job at Company A that has a retirement plan, and I'm looking at a job at Company B that doesn't have one, you know I, I would prefer to go with the one that offers me a retirement plan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, it makes sense to me. I know in the past that's what attracted me a lot of time too, uh, 
a particular company because of what they offer in a retirement plan benefit so yeah, I think uh, you know employees today are looking at the entire benefit package more and more as opposed to just compensation. Um, you know, they, they should anyways because you know any money that's being put in by an employer or benefits that are being offered is less out of their own pocket. So I think it's always important to review the total compensation package. Yes, I agree. I agree totally. I agree totally. Now, what now we talked about the the advantages, uh, I guess, to the business. Are there any advantages? Uh, or what are the advantages to the employees of uh, of a particular company or business that has a uh, company retirement plan in place? Sure. Uh, you know, obviously, just the, the practice of saving for retirement and getting into that mode is a, is a good thing. Uh, but employees, they get a tax deduction, too, if they contribute on a pre-tax basis to a retirement plan. Um, and what that means is it lowers their income taxes for the year. Uh, but then ultimately those contributions are growing without taxes applied to them as well. So what we call that is tax-deferred growth, um, which allows for those you know, funds to grow without being taxed. The other option, too, is a lot of employers offer something that's called Roth as well. Um, and there's some significant advantages for that, especially if you're a younger individual in a lower wage bracket. Um, but one of the most important things about an employer plan, Lionel, is you can contribute more to the employer plan than you can on an individual retirement uh, account, like an IRA that you hold at a brokerage house or something like that. Huh. That's, a, that's something that's noteworthy right there. So I can actually put more money into that retirement plan versus a typical personal IRA. Absolutely. I'll mention one other thing, too, is, you know, if you have an advisor on the retirement plan, one of the benefits for employees is they now have access to that advisor. Um, You know, with the retirement plans that we offer, I speak with employees all the time, um, and most of them have, you know, pretty low balances. Uh, I would say less than $20,000, but they're still getting access to a financial professional that can help them, that can guide them, um, and that can, you know, teach them about finance. um, So that way they're making good, strong, solid decisions. Oh, great. Now, that's that's good. Uh, I know a lot of times people try to manage things on their own, and I'm of the mindset mm-hmm. that sometimes I'd rather leave it to the professionals, but also I want to be taught along the way how things work in and out. So knowing that to have an, uh, a, an advisor that you can speak with, a financial profession, professional that you can speak with along the way, that I think that's absolutely wonderful there. Oh. oh, we agree. You, as an advisor, you got to come from the heart of an educator. Um, you know, if you don't understand what you're investing in, then you know the you're I'm not doing my job. So you definitely has to have education involved in it. Absolutely, teach a heart of a teacher. <laughs> Always what I do. <laughs> heart of a teacher. Yep. Got to have a heart of a teacher. Now, uh, what are some of the, uh, I guess, common objections? Because, uh, you know, a lot of time business owners, if they're small and even sometimes medium-sized, uh, they may be somewhat leery. Uh, what are some of the common objections to starting a retirement plan? Yeah, We, we hear everything and anything, uh, but I would say the most common is probably they're too expensive to offer. Um, in today's day and age, there's so many different types of retirement plans that are out there, and they're more affordable than than uh, what most people would think. Um, a lot of times, you can actually have it where the, there's no out-of-pocket costs for the employer, where all of the fees and the expenses 
are um, included in what the employees pay uh, with their investments or what have you. Um, in addition to that, many employers qualify for what's called a federal tax credit, uh, which can help pay for startup costs during the, you know, the first three years of a, of a retirement plan. They can get up to $500 per year towards that cost as well. Uh, some plans, you know, it doesn't cost anything to set up. You know, you can set up a simple IRA. You can set up a SEP IRA. There's, you know, 401K plans, 403B plans, profit-sharing plans. There's just a plethora of options that are out there uh, and ways to make it work as well. So okay. we, we hear the expense all the time, Lionel, but I think that's more of an old-school way of thinking. Okay. Now, what about those businesses that, you know, they may have, you know, three employees, versus a larger company mm-hmm. that may have, you know, two or 300 employees. Uh, they, sometimes they think they don't have enough employees. Can you address that? Absolutely. There's plans for businesses of every size. Um, it doesn't matter if you have three employees or if you have 300. Uh, even if you don't have any employees, if you're just a sole proprietor, um, you know, there, there's options that are available. Um, and those options come uh, with uh, some uh, some flexibility as well, uh, and that kind of leads into another reason why employers don't want to offer it is, you know, what if I can't afford to contribute to these employees' accounts, or what if the economy gets worse? Um, and these accounts, you can set them up with flexibility where you're not required to contribute money. Um, you can only contribute money when the you know, the company is profitable, um, and that's another avenue to, to entice employees to, you know, work harder for the company because then they'll get an employer contribution on that behalf. So th- there's, again, there's, there's all types of, of retirement plans that are available out there, and it's just trying to find the right one that fits your business um, model and, and works for you. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, I know what, even here on my show, uh, I address a number of different topics, and I know sometimes uh, individual people, uh, when they hear something like retirement plan or hear something like budgeting, it sounds so complicated, <laughs> and it's 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 yeah. really not that complicated. I think a lot of times we just don't have enough information to make a mm-hmm. uh, a sound decision. But uh, I'm quite yeah. sure with starting a retire a business retirement plan, these this all this information will be kind of laid out so uh, a, a person can and will understand how it works and how it goes on. Yeah, that is another objection we receive as well as, gosh, this is just so complicated. And you, you probably a lot of your listeners fall into this, this category where, you know, they're, they're the owner, they're the HR, they're the benefits manager, they're running the business, they're trying to keep up with the Department of Labor. And to try and add another hat to their role, you know, it, it just is something that they're not looking to do. <laughs> and I don't blame yeah. them, you know. <laughs> Um, I understand completely, you know, running businesses like that are, are very complicated and, you know, trying to add something else onto the agenda, um, you know, can be a hard thing to, to swallow. But, you know, today's businesses plans, they're easy to set up and operate. Um, and the advantage of using a, an advisor, um, especially with these small business plans, is that they can take care of, um, you know, 90, 95% of any of the paperwork or anything that's like that. You know, if you look at like a simple IRA plan, um, there's actually no annual IRS reporting requirements. So all it is is filling out a form, sending a notice to the employees, and you're done. Um, and that just allows business owners to focus on what's really important, which is running their business. Yes, and a way to delegate that in that that I guess part of my business. Or uh, you're you're absolutely right. Let me concentrate on 
what I do. And, uh, I mean, keep abreast of what's going on, but knowing that it's not as complicated as it seems. Uh, you can always be kept in the loop. And, like I said, going back to what we said earlier, the teaching part, teaching uh, the business owner or the entrepreneur, this is how it works, this is what's going on, uh, here are the advantages, here are the disadvantage, here are the pros, here are the cons, explaining the ins and outs of how it works is vitally important. Mm-hmm. So, Uh, Absolutely. And I think that kind of ties into my story a little bit, Lionel, with my parents. You know, they they didn't have anybody to help them or to educate them. And, you know, they made some of the major mistakes, you know, with retirement plans as far as cashing out early and, you know, items like that. So if you can find a teacher and you can find an advisor that's truly looking out for your best interest, you know, that's that's half the battle. Um, And, you know, building that trust relationship and finding a partner you know, that can guide you and your business, especially when it comes to the retirement plan side of things, you know, that's a win for everybody. It's a win for you. It's a win for your employees. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Totally, totally agree. Now, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. Now, we we addressed uh, business retirement plans uh, for, you know, for those that don't have a retirement plan, but we went over the advantages and disadvantages, the advantages for the employer, the advantages for the employees, and some of the common uh, objections. But I want to kind of shift gears and move toward those that currently have uh, uh, business retirement uh, plans in place to kind of address some of the issues, uh, address some of the, I call it truths, uh, with those types of plans. But before we do that, I want to go, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we will address, I would say, part two of our discussion uh, regarding business retirement plans. So uh, stay tuned, and we will be right back. Listening to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances Show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Talk Network. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes, and you can do it at DoIHavePrediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio, you're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> They can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Hey, if you have really, really tried to lose weight going from one diet to the next, stop right now and listen to me. Let Jen Han help you. 
Jen is a food coach and body image expert in her new show, Nutrition Tips with Jen Hand, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, is now on the CWR Talk Network. Jen's aim is to dispel all the myths related to dieting, debunk food rules, and bring enjoyment and sanity back to eating. You shouldn't feel guilty about eating the things you enjoy. Jen has lived through the battle of dieting and binging herself for 13 years and has tried every diet plan, every program, and every solution that promised weight loss. Hypnosis, diet pills, cleanses, detoxes, you name it, Jen's tried it. It wasn't until she looked at what was underneath the food that she saw any lasting healing. Now Jen teaches others the truth about dieting and how to enjoy eating normally. Listen to Jen's podcast, Nutrition Tips with Jen Hand, The Effortlessly Easy Path to Weight Loss, on the CWR Talk Network online at blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash CWR Talk Radio and search for Jen Hand or go directly to Jen's podcast on our website, CWRTalkNetwork.com and select Jen's page from the menu bar. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Talk Network. Now, if you're just joining us, I have Kevin Donahue from Pinnacle Wealth Management uh, here tonight, and we are addressing business retirement plans. Uh, we just did a uh, first part, I would say part one, uh, where we talked about some of the uh, the advantages and uh, from a business uh, perspective as well as from an employee standpoint. And Kevin also addressed some of the common ob- uh, objections to starting uh, a business retirement plan. So now we're going to shift gears and address uh, those regarding already they already have a business retirement plan in place so i would like for kevin to kind of give us some give us some insight of maybe what to look for you know you may have some business owners out there that may not fully understand what they have or what they should have and what to look for so if you can kind of share some thoughts and give us some insight regarding uh, retirement plans absolutely lionel i appreciate it you know when we meet with a business owner uh, to review a retirement plan, we, we go through what's called the seven simple plan truths with them. Um, and basically, it's just seven things that as a business owner, uh, you should be doing um, or your advisor, or your record keeper, administrator should be doing um, for you on your behalf. But the first and I, I think it's the most important is, is that any trustee or any business owner Uh, is a fiduciary for a retirement plan. And that can be a big, scary word. Um, Basically, fiduciary just means that you have to act solely in the interest of your employees and their beneficiaries uh, with exclusive purpose of providing benefits to them. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, yeah, I'm doing that. But 
when it comes to monitoring the investments, when it comes to uh, looking at the fees, um, following the plan documents, diversifying assets, uh, you know, sometimes those needs aren't being met. And why it's important to know that you're a fiduciary to the plan is that you are now liable. You can become liable for the plan assets, for the investments, um, and open yourself up to even possible uh, lawsuits. Uh, we're seeing a lot of lawsuits in the large, um, large, large plans, hundreds of millions of dollar plans, and those are starting to to flow down market um, to some of the the mid and the small size plans too, um, because you know plan sponsors or employees employers were thinking that their plans are all set, but lo and behold, um, you know they're they're paying excessive fees and items like that. So wow. it, the first thing is to recognize that you are a fiduciary. Yeah. It's unfortunate um, because everybody thinks that you know their plan is is buckled up. But it, whenever you have an independent review, you can always find a lot of uh, holes or gaps that might be missing. So, so, so to me, it kind of reminds me of getting that annual physical checkup or either that annual uh, what you do thirty three no three to five thousand mile checkup that we do with our automobiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get the oil changed, right, and get the get the tune up, right. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. In order to be efficient, and uh, we need to have that tune up every now and then. So, a good point. One one thing I would say in regards to that tune up is it's important to make sure that that's independent. Um, you know, you you might get a report from your record keeper, you might get a report from your administrator or your advisor, but the data needs to be coming and benchmarked to an independent source, not just what they are telling you. Um, and if you're not getting that independent review, that's something you should be looking for. Okay. Now, regarding the fiduciary responsibility, can that be delegated in some form or fashion? Absolutely. That's the that's the good news. Is uh, and we talked a little bit about this during the last segment. As a business owner, you wear many hats, um, and you know, trying to choose the investments and making sure your retirement plan is running correctly. Um, you can actually delegate that fiduciary responsibility out. Um, now, you're still um, required to monitor the person that, that you hire to do that um, or to, to watch that person. But when retirement plans uh, laws came into effect, it was, it was through a, an act called ERISA. It stands for Employee Retirement Income Security Act. But the original intent was for retirement plans and retirement plan investments to actually be run by experts. Um, and it states that, you know, you can delegate investment control over, um, you know, to somebody that is an expert in that field. Um, and that offers a real value for you, the employer. Okay. Oh, perfect. Great. Now, uh, I guess, can you address uh, uh, the fees of the plan or the plan fees? What type of fees are associated <laughs> with that? Gosh, there, there's there's a ton of them that can be out there, but there's four major ones, um, and this is why it's important to have an expert that can that knows this business inside and out, and that can truly look at you know all the different types of fees. But as an employer, you're you're basically paying four major fees. Um, there's one for the record keeper, that's the company whose probably website you go on to, they you know and make any changes. They're probably the ones that send you a statement. Um, there's an administrator. Um, it's either the record keeper or you might have a third-party administrator out there. Uh, there's the cost of your investments, which is the actual investment expenses. 
Uh, and then if you have a broker or an advisor uh, on the plan, and there's a, there's a difference between those two terms, broker and advisor, uh, that's your fourth major expense. So understanding what all four of those fees are and then benchmarking that to an independent source to know what you're paying is reasonable. Okay. Now, you know, this is one big thing, too. Sometimes you don't know what to ask. Uh, and you, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So I guess Absolutely. can you address, like, you know, what what are the right questions that a business owner uh, should be asking their provider? You mm-hmm. know, what, what are some of yeah, the questions? One of the big, you know, if you have a record keeper and you know that that's you know the one that sends you the statements and items like that, some of the things that you would want to ask them. Um, is there any penalties with what's called their fixed account or their money market account? We um, we found a lot, especially from you know '09, uh, probably to the last two years now, probably the last eight years, is that money markets and fixed accounts really weren't paying much. Um, so providers were providing these types of fixed accounts, but a lot of times there's surrender fees on the back end of that uh, that people aren't aware of. Um, are you able to transfer money in and out of that without a penalty? Um, does your record keeper provide investments that? are not just their own. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if you have a record keeper, are they only offering their own investments? Or do you have the ability to go out into an open architecture and, you know, offer any investment out of the 13,000 mutual funds or ETFs that are available out in the open market? Those are some of the clues that can kind of key you in for a record keeper as if there there might be some room for opportunity there. Okay. okay. Now, regarding um – I guess a, can a bank act as a trustee, or, or they, should that be a question to ask around the bout? Yeah, if you're using the bank as the record keeper, um, you know, are they acting as the trustee? Um, okay. And they they can charge a fee for that. And with a trustee, we mostly find those with plans with more than a hundred employees. And the value of adding that trustee is that those types of plans have to actually be audited. Um, you know, by an independent source, and having that trustee allows for that audit to go much quicker. Um, but what's the fee that's being paid for that? Um, you know, a lot of times those fees can be blown out of proportion, you know, compared to what's open, what's available in the open market. Um, so those are those are something with a bank that you really want to look out for. And the other thing is, a lot of banks only offer their money market account as well. Um, so when you have investments, you should have you know the freedom to choose any investment available out there in the market. You shouldn't be um, narrowed down to just one selection, uh, which is actually you know the bank's money market at that point. You know there's definitely conflicts of interest there, um, probably mm-hmm. some indirect compensation that could be being paid as well. So. Okay. Now I know that I guess during the initial uh, working with clients and all. I've, you know, come across, uh, uh, I guess, you or whomever, meaning company-wise, uh, as as the business retirement uh, planner, uh, it, the investment policy statement. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. What is that? What's what's the ins and out of having uh, an investment policy statement? Sure. Every retirement plan uh, should have one. Uh, what an investment policy statement is, is basically the rules of the road of the plan. It's the uh, processes that are put in place. Um, it's the procedures that the plan follows. Um, so ultimately, it sets forth the rules of what's required by the employer, 
Um, they're you know, required to offer a certain amount of investments. They're required to have a plan for choosing and replacing investments. They're required to review their plans every, you know, so many years and benchmark them to make sure that their fees are being paid correctly. Um, and then ultimately it names out all the members of your investment committee that are making those decisions. Uh, and then for the employee, it, it sets the rules for them too, Lionel. Um, you know, employees have a responsibility when it comes to a retirement plan as well. And their responsibility is to take the, uh, you know, the information that has been given to them um, in the form of, um, you know, investments and items like that, and then make their decisions in regards to how to invest that money. Uh, the most important thing I can say about an investment policy statement is the Department of Labor, um, ERISA, they love documentation. Um, if your plan is ever going to get audited, uh, the first thing they're going to ask you for is that investment policy statement. And then the second thing they're going to ask you for is, show me how you followed these rules um, or these plan, this plan that you have in place. Yeah, so, so we, One other so thing. We to, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. One no, last I, I'll thing I'll, I'll say about the – You have it. Go ahead. One last thing I would say about the investment policy statement, and it's really important, is it puts a plan and a procedure in place how to pick and choose the investments um, that are offered to the employees. Um, so you can't just pull an investment out of the air and say, yes, I want to include this. It puts a requirement saying that we reviewed this investment based on these 12 criteria. It didn't meet our criteria, so now we're going to remove it. If we're going to add an investment for the employees, it has to meet you know, these 12 criteria to a certain extent, and then we're going to be able to add that. So that way you have a plan and a process if um, you know your plan is ever to get audited or if an employee is to come back and say, you know, why didn't you have this fund? Why did you have this fund? And that's you know the, the document that will that will help you guide. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes it does. Yes it does. Now the, uh how how often, I guess, as far as monitoring uh the plan, how often should that be done? Or it just depends upon the, the company? So the uh the investments uh, we monitor them every quarter. We run reports on every single quarter, um, and then we do an annual plan review as well. Um, and they, So the investments are done on a quarterly basis, but then the benchmarking of the plan is done on a yearly basis. Um, so if you haven't had your plan reviewed for fees or anything like that, uh, costs, that's something that you should be doing at least on, a, on an annual basis. And you should be you know, keeping a fiduciary file is what we call it, you know, that shows what your, your plan or your process has been and your documentation showing that you're following through with it. Oh, perfect. I have to say, Kevin, you've been a wealth of of, of knowledge <laughs> and a wealth of information tonight. Um, and I'm glad that, that all of my shows are archived, so all of my listeners are able to come back in and review the information that we have discussed uh, tonight. And I just want to give you a huge thank you for taking the time out uh, to speak with us uh, tonight. And no doubt I can see uh, another segment uh, coming forth in the future that we are hopefully will reach out again and, and have you come back here on the show again. So I just want to say thank you so much sure. for the information. Thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight. Now, as, as we're getting ready Absolutely. to close well, out. You know, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you know, the opportunity to be here. You're welcome. Now, if you have, like, any closing words, please feel free. In addition to that, how can people contact you as well? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I think we hit it in the beginning with the, the heart of a teacher. Um, and that's what, you know, w- one of the things that we strive to do and um, any type of relationship you have with, um, you know, an advisor or even a, a benefits manager, it should come from a teacher aspect. And uh, I think that's so true. Um, you know, we're more than welcome to take any phone calls, ask any general questions, answer any questions, review plans, and give you our independent view on it. Um, and if you if you would like that or if you just have any general questions that you would like for us to answer, you know, we can always help too. You can reach us on the web. We're at www.mypinnaclewealth.com. Uh, you can email me directly at Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at mypinnaclewealth.com. And then lastly, my direct line is 813-512-2746. And again, uh, Lionel, you know, we appreciate you, you having us here. It's been our pleasure. And if there's anything we can do for you or for your listeners, just let us know. Okay, great. I really thank you again so much. And thank you for all of you who have listened in on tonight's segment. Like I said, from time to time, we're going to do some business-type segments uh, such as this to make sure that we address the whole part of our financial lives, not just the personal aspect, but we want to make sure that we touch base and give out quality, sound information uh, to all of our business owners and entrepreneurs. So that's a wrap uh, for tonight. Well, you've just heard my segment that I had with Kevin Donahue of Pinnacle Wealth Management uh, talking about business retirement planning. Uh, You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the CWR Talk Network. Uh, If you have missed any of my past shows, uh, I have archived all of my shows on my website, at www.shipmanconsulting.com. I've actually created a gallery of all my past guests here uh, addressing many different uh, topics and subjects. So please take the opportunity to go to the website, uh, look at all the past shows, uh, listen listen to the past shows, and take a list, take a look, getting my words mixed up tonight, take a look at the gallery of all of the guests that I've had here on the show. And don't forget, you can also catch all the shows on Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Now, if you haven't connected with me on social media, you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel as well. So please reach out and touch me. I would love to, for you to follow me and just to catch some of the uh, empowerment uh, postings as well as financial postings that I do on a day-by-day basis. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you next week. Now, we're going to go out with a song called On the Edge by Nick Coleon. Talk to you next week. <laughs>